everybody welcome back to another edition of doc's boneyard man can you believe it's 2024 already and just a little fyi dby is in its fourth season that's right before you know it man we are going to be sneaking up on 100 episodes wow where's the time going oh and speaking of which i just premiered my latest podcast called average joe Matter of fact, it is out now as we speak. That's right. It is called Spiritual Warfare, and it's from an average Joe perspective. (laughs) Yours truly. Imagine that. Wow. Hey, you know what? I see a future in this podcasting thing. I don't know about you. All right. Let's jump right into it, man. Got a question as I always start the episodes off with. And the question is this, if you had a chance to tell that one person the things you didn't get a chance to say while they were here, what would you tell them? And while you're contemplating the answer to that monumental question, I'm going to throw in some shameless plugs, promos, and love, and then I'll be back to answer that question. So stick around. U.S. Marine Corps veteran Scotty Fraser survived the battlefields of Iraq and came home to pursue his passion of music. His album, Do or Die, chronicles his journey from warrior to the man he is today. You can listen to his music on all major platforms and follow him at www.scottyfraser.com. That's www.scottyfraser.com. Or follow the Scotty Frazier Band on Facebook. Looking for that unique, handcrafted, one-of-a-kind gift? Check out Dee's Unique Designs on Facebook. She specializes in custom artistry from paintings to jewelry, coasters to tumblers, and everything in between. That's D's Unique Designs on Facebook. Give her your ideas and watch them come to life. All right, I'm back. I hope that wasn't too painful, but you know what? I've got to pay the bills, and I believe in paying it forward. Well, actually, I make no money off the promos, but I'm just sharing the love. All right, so before the break, I asked a question. If you had a chance to tell that one person the things you didn't get to say while they were here, what would you tell them? What would you say? Wow, it's pretty deep, ain't it? Well, for those of you who've been following the podcast for the past couple of years, these podcasts are extremely personal. And, uh, you know, I, I pull no punches. What you hear is what you get. And if you were to look at me in a crowd and you were, without even saying a word, you'd say, yep, that's, that's Doc. All right, so 
we're here we're gonna jump right into it and uh i'm gonna throw out the mantra that this is a safe zone but not a comfort zone and this may be a little emotional for some uh, i do not apologize for that because it was emotional for me putting it together all right here we go pull the seatbelts tight in the immortal words of Larry McReynolds, NASCAR's favorite crew chief, things are going to get crazy. All right, there are times in our lives where we don't get a chance to say something to someone regardless of the reasons. And basically, it's a catch-22. And when that, when that person is gone, the opportunity is gone also. So what's the answer? Well, in my case, I recently did this thing, and I wrote what I called a letter to an empty chair and this is the actual letter mom wow where to begin there are so many questions that I will never have answers to thanks to you why did you allow the physical and mental abuse of my childhood why didn't you protect me why did you not love me did you not know how why do we move so much I found the answers out to these questions after you died from D. D's my wife. Why didn't you have the balls to tell me all the things you told her before you died? I never knew that you had a drinking problem. I never knew that you choose your husband over me. Why didn't you tell me you were proud of all my accomplishments? Why didn't you have to pretend that you were okay when you knew deep down you had a lot of regrets? Why didn't you teach me about what I needed to know to be successful in life? There are so many answers to the questions that were lost to time when you died, and I'll spend the rest of my days wondering what I never knew. Why were you afraid to tell me these things? Your son. All right, this, like I said, this, the actual letter that I wrote a couple of weeks ago, and actually it was toward the end of last year, uh, as a matter of fact, and uh, I wrote this as a result of something I heard on a podcast dealing with childhood trauma that carries over into adult relationships. Now, if you're a Mayim Bialik fan, I'm just going to throw a plug in for her show, Bialik Breakdown. She breaks things down so you don't have to. But I heard something on that, on that show that really put a hook in me. I got to tell you, and what I didn't realize was there are were a lot of things from my childhood that I carry over into my adult relationships. And it was just like God himself said, hey, Doc, duh, you, you get the point? The light bulb is blinking here. The, the you, you get the point. So uh, <clears throat> anyway, I... I threw this letter together, and it was something that I'll never have answers to. There, there are questions that I will never have answers to. Uh, my mom died in February 2020, right before COVID hit. Uh, as a matter of fact, I got an email in October, late October 2019, from her telling me that she had uh, pancreatic cancer and she didn't have that much time left. 
Now, I had pretty much severed communications with her years before that after I said everything I needed to say, and we really didn't have much in the way of conversation up to that point. And to be honest, I was totally indifferent to the message. I really wanted nothing more to do with her at point at that point, and it was only through my wife's not respecting my wishes that I got involved in her again, with her again. And to make a long story short, I went back to see her when she was in the hospital. She wanted to talk and tell me some things, and while I really had no desire to hear what she said, I did so that she could clean her conscience, and that was the last time we spoke. There are many answers that I wanted but never got from her, and my wife found out more things that I never even knew about. <laughs> and to be funny, well, it's not funny, but ironically, I was blissfully ignorant. And I had no idea what I didn't know. And I was happy with that, because I didn't know what I didn't know. The problem with the things that my wife told me is I couldn't go to the source to hear the whole story. What I found out explained a lot of what happened when I was growing up, but and that helped, but I never got the answer to the question, the why question. And I basically said all that to say this. I was left with a whole lot of new crap to digest and make sense of. And like I said before, I was blissfully ignorant and had no idea what I didn't know. The problem now was that I had more to reconcile. So here I am, a man in my mid-50s, having to relive and make sense of my past. And, well, on the plus side, I'm better able to handle these things because of the tools I have in my mental toolbox. And I have a wealth of life experience to see these issues through, so to speak, but it doesn't make it easier. And the problem I wonder with is, what else don't I know? person I needed to ask is gone. The letter to an empty chair was basically my way of saying that I, saying what I needed, basically purging my mind of all those unanswerable questions and getting them out into the universe. And our minds have a built-in emotional survival mechanism that is almost like uh, having a way of breaking the glass in the emergency, so to speak. And let's face it, I still have a lot of anger at my mom for these things that happened to me as a kid. And I've come to realize that while I can't change the past, this will better help me cope with the level of forgiveness and hopefully allow me to free myself of the past. And I don't have any answers for anyone but me. But I hope that maybe someone could use this as an example of a way to begin that process of healing and let go of what's holding them back. And forgiveness isn't forgetting what happened. Forgiveness is grace given the way God forgives us every day. And I'm still learning about that. I mean, let's face it, I turned 55 in October, and I made the decision to let things roll off my back. Now, it's funny, my wife is going to roll her eyes when she hears me say this to you guys, and I could just hear the voice in the back of my head saying, so why don't you? Duh. So I'm going to say this in my defense, Your Honor. I'm a work in progress. I don't have time to hang around on the baggage of emotional boulders that drag me down. I'm getting too old for it. 
The hardest thing in the world for me is to let go. And I do hold grudges and hang on to past hurts. The funny thing is the only person who wronged you has moved on. Staying angry at them doesn't hurt them in any way. And all it really does is cost me my peace of mind. So why would I want to give that up? Why let someone else control me? I'm going to take that pack power. And I know, I've thought, well, if I stay mad at this person, well, then they'll be sorry. And the sad part is, they'll never know. So why even go down that rabbit hole? I'm going to take another short paw for the cause, and I'm going to throw a song in from a uh, good friend of mine, Mr. Shannon Book. It's called Not Alone. He sits on his bed with his gun in his hand He thinks his life is over, he can't understand A bottle of whiskey and some pills in the drawer He doesn't want to hurt himself or hurt anymore Why must it be this way? Just think it all over and listen to the words I say
bed with his gun in his hand He puts it away Cause now he understands And if you like that song, if you like what you heard You can follow Mr. Shannon Book on YouTube Shannon Book Music uh, As a matter of fact, he's on Spotify and iTunes and uh, several other outlets and uh, he's just an awesome guy. Gotta throw some some love in for my brother from another mother. Retired Navy Corman, Mr. Shannon Book. Alright. Getting back to what we were talking about. Uh, I also did another letter to my father and this is Ooh, this is tough. I don't know a lot about my dad. I don't remember a lot about my dad, as a matter of fact. Um, my mom left him, I want to say, when I was four or five-ish, somewhere around there. And really, at that age, you don't have a lot of memories. Uh, I remember bits and pieces, uh, little fragments, but it was something that we never, we never talked about. So... A little background on this story. Uh, in 2005, October 2005, I was sitting in an almost empty house, packing up an almost empty house. As a matter of fact, uh, my ex-wife had taken the kids, went off to her father's, and I was listening to a Christian broadcast, and the show's name, uh, show's name is called Unshackled. It's by Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago, Illinois. And, uh, matter of fact, it was uh, talking about forgiveness. And that night I forgave my father for what he had done with me. But it wasn't until years later that I actually wrote this letter. And I did it after I wrote the previous one to my mother. So, here is the actual letter. Hi, Dad. It's your son. I haven't seen you in years. Where the hell have you been? I've been right here my whole life waiting for you to come back. I looked around when I was five years old, and you were there with me and my mom. You used to take me shooting down below the St. George's Bridge on the weekends. I love spending those days with you. Why did you have to pick up the bottle, Dad? Why did you need to take that drink? Did I do something bad? I'm sorry, Daddy. Just don't hit me or Mommy again. Dad, you left when I was in first grade. I remember waking up when you were not there. Hey, Dad, I'm 11 years old now. My mom just told me she couldn't take care of me anymore and she has to send me away. I'm so scared, Dad. Where are you to rescue me? No, you were nowhere to be found. Hey, Dad me. I'm living in a group home with kids my other my age. You still haven't come for me. Why not? Don't you love me anymore? Do you even know what's happened to me? Would you even care? Hey dad, it's me. I'm 18 and then I just signed a contract to go and serve my country with the army. Aren't you proud of me? I'm a man now. You wouldn't know it, would you? You wouldn't know that I took an oath to serve something greater than myself. I pledge to serve this country. You wouldn't believe this, Dad, but I got married to my first wife in 1989. Yeah, Dad, I did it. 
I said I would never get married till I was in my 30s, and wow, a month later, after saying this, I'm married. Do I love her, Dad? I do. Unfortunately, you were not around when I was young enough to teach me about how such a wonderful love happens. <laughs> Sorry, folks. How wonderful a gift love is. You never showed me how to nurture and grow love. Hey, Dad, why did you die before I could find you? Dad, I didn't know that you... you. God, here I went again. Hey, Dad, why did you die before I could find you? Dad, you didn't know that I went to Iraq in 2004 to fight for my country. Could have used some real advice on that one, Dad. I forgot you never served. My bad. Dad, where were you my whole life and you missed out on so much? My ups, my downs, my good times and bad. So many questions I never got to ask you, Dad. I needed you so many times and you were not there, Dad. Why? Dad, in closing, I would just like to say this, that we both grew up without the benefit of knowing each other. How each other have <laughs> turned out. I can't even read my own handwriting. I wish I was there with you at the end to tell you I loved you. You missed so much, and I feel sorry for you. Bye, Dad. And, uh, like I said, the, the irony was, you know, that I forgave him in 2005 sitting in an empty house. And I grew up angry and didn't know why I was angry. And, let's face it, back in the 70s, there was, there's, we didn't know what we know now, okay? The, the mentality was, well, he's just acting out. He's just being a kid. Well, they didn't look into the reasons why that they do now. No, I didn't have ADHD. No, I wasn't bipolar. I was not on Ritalin. <laughs> None of that stuff that they overuse now. No, it was just me and my anger and not understanding the situation that I was brought up in and thinking that that was normal. So, you can't escape your past as much as we would like to sometimes. Probably can't understand a lot of your past as much as we would like to sometimes. Hey, good things happen or bad things happen to good people. I was a kid. I didn't deserve it. Now, I may have been a little wise-ass and smart-mouthed, sure. But I was a kid. You know, I was only imitating what I saw. What I thought you were supposed to do. The problem is, as we get older, we hang on to this crap. And it weighs you down. And I don't know about you, but I'm 55 years old. I'm tired of carrying the weights in my bag of baggage all these years. You know, I want to enjoy the time that I have left, and I sure as hell don't want to let anything like that steal my peace of mind. Now, it's only through God's grace that I can forgive, and that's still a work in progress. Uh, you know, like I said, concerning my mother, still... Got some work to do in that area. She's dead and gone. Matter of fact, she's... This, I know this isn't funny, but she was cremated 
and we have her remains in the garage. So she is no longer here. Uh, I don't know where she's at. I don't know if she was saved before she died or not. I figure I'll find out someday. But why hang on to all that XX package? And i sorry I messed up reading what I, I didn't actually... I wrote it on the screen. I typed it. <laughs> and I got sort of tongue-tied. And it probably didn't come out the way I wanted it to. But you get the point. That's all that matters. Let go of the stuff that you're hanging on to. I have to work on this every single day. Because I can hold a grudge with the best of them. And I am first to point the finger at myself. Man, I can tell you what you did to me, when you did it to me, how you did it to me. You get the picture. And if my wife listens to this, man, I'm going to get one hell of a nasty look and an I told you so. Okay. Get it. Got it. Understood it. Point taken. Taking my own medicine my own heaping spoonful of castor oil without the benefit of Kool-Aid. Got it. Guilty is charged. So what's the motto of all this? Learn to let go. Don't keep dragging that crap around. Until next time. Well, there will be a next time, folks. I've got some interesting stuff coming up. Uh, I've working on a show called the rainbow bridge about pets that we lost i'm working on some other cool stuff uh, not to mention uh the radio show dby radio uh, i'll post updates and things on my facebook page for dby radio uh, if you get a chance tune in it runs 24 7 all day every day and uh what can I say? I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Remember, it's not the fat to meet the gristle. It's just the bare bones. And I'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, before I forget, I forgot to mention this. If you like what you heard, drop me a line at theboneyard2021 at yahoo.com. That's theboneyard2021 at yahoo.com.